1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Illuminati Podcast. I, as always, am one of your hosts, Mike Martin, joined by my two co hosts, Jesse Cox. Hello, sir. Yo, what's going on? Eh, you know, eh, same old, same old. It's been a busy week for me, but we also have Alex here, and we should probably have had him before we talk. Hi, hi, hi,
0: hi, hi. <laughs> you became like the worst host. Like, hell. <laughs> yeah, it was hey, Saturday hey,
1: morning. Get hey, hey,
2: zipper in the douche, ready for action.
1: <laughs> zipper oh my god boys it's episode 50 50 50 episode 50 that's exciting stuff
0: I, man that really messes with me 50 of these
1: 50 50 and kind of like serendipitously maybe it is also the finale of the skinwalker ranch series I maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah i think, we'll think. that will be
2: a perfect little that will be a perfect little uh thing I swear we've only done twelve episodes of this show. Is that weird? Is it just it
0: feels like we froze at twelve and we Here's the thing we've over the years done some episodes that I think were like twenty minutes of Alex being like, okay, now one time this guy (laughs) went through a portal (laughs) (laughs) found the Beatles That's what it is. It's the show. (laughs) It's the Trilluminati
2: show. (laughs) we talk about paranormal shit. (laughs) Which is now community funded. That's the show. Community (laughs) funded, you say. How can I be a part <laughs> of that? You sa- you ask. Oh well, let me God. tell you. If you head over to Chiluminati Pod oh God. Uh, on Patreon and you k- uh, sign up at any level, starting at fifteen dollars or above, not only do you get to listen to this Shameful. episode, but right when you go to the website, you get to listen to another episode of the show that we're recording right after this, the mini-sode, And you never know what's going to happen in those. Some of those oh are crazy. God. Some of them are the length of episodes. You never know. So head on <laughs> over there. Anything helps. Support us. We're trying to get a full time editor, a researcher.
1: Both uh, actually, both actually. So
2: head on down there, and the show only gets better.
1: It's true; it only gets better, and Jesse just believes that much less. <laughs> the more
0: there's a tier, there's one tier for me out there.
1: Yeah, there is one there's tier. A, there's
0: a prince. If
2: there's a prince, out <laughs> I know there, you guys are out there. I know you Saudi princes are out there. <laughs>
0: I've seen you. I've seen well, you. Must exist. It
1: have to be, and they hopefully listen to us.
0: Yeah, look, if you can buy. Uh, if you can be a whale for your online video game, be a whale for me. Yeah, if you're <laughs> make Te- Jesse Teppin, believe. If you're if you're spending
2: thousand dollars a month on Teppen, spend ten thousand dollars what... a month once on the Chiluminati
0: podcast
1: and somebody's <laughs> life yeah, forever. Yeah, for
0: one whole month, I will believe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: after that, is, I don't <laughs> even know what Teppen is. The rules, so. <laughs> the rules are off.
1: Rules. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it has to be. It's a, it's a subscription of belief.
0: Yeah, it's a subscription of belief for you. <laughs> I will believe.
2: <laughs> Some people won't subscribe to those sorts of ideas, like Jesse. But what we're asking you to do is literally subscribe to those ideas.
0: Oh, oh man,
1: oh. Uh, I want to make just a skit one day when we're together, where it's just Alex, the used Patreon salesman, <laughs> just, <laughs> just. Bill Paxton
2: it. from True Lies. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we can put it up on the on the Patreon, oh, but you yeah. seriously, you guys, I it's life changing. This is now, this is literally like as Alex said in the past. This is now our job, and this is phenomenal. We get to do it. And today, I think, Jesse, I don't know how you're going to handle today's community-funded episode.
0: I don't think I'm going to handle it well, to be honest. I don't, uh, I don't foresee this going well. I'm going to use my coxtradamus powers and say, I do not foresee this to be going well. I know I'm going to spend a lot of time being like, nope, false, wrong, didn't happen.
1: Well, it's exciting, though, because today, Jesse, it's not just the account of the Gorman family alone.
0: It's the people who are making money off of it. Are
1: they, though?
2: (laughs) They have a TV show.
1: Mostly they've spent money, you know what I mean? I was going to say, actually, (laughs) let me correct you, because it was the ones that went to go study it were from the National Institute for Discovery of Sciences. Now, if anybody remembers i think it was like our first episode we talked a little bit about them it was the company and research company uh started by robert bigelow or bigelow or bygelow depending on you know however you want to pronounce it do you know much about him jesse
0: no i don't know that name at all usually most okay. of these names i'm like oh yeah i've heard that i don't know this
1: he you can actually go see still existing today he's heavily invested in he has his own personal aerodynamic uh, aerospace rather uh robert bigelow yeah he uh he has his own Ted, uh, uh, aerospace yeah
0: Oh yeah! Look, at, look at this guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, a real he owns boy. A
0: hotel chain. He owns budget, budget suites of America.
1: Yeah, he does. He does and own that hotel chain. I love.
0: You know what? I love rich people, like wealthy people, people who have too much damn money, because you always know what their real dreams are. Because it's, <laughs> his description is so is so simple. Robert Thomas Bigelow is an American businessman. He owns the hotel chain Budget Suites of America and is the founder of Bigelow Aerospace. So deep down, the man wants nothing to do with your hotels. He doesn't care. He wants wants to be in space. (laughs) Yes. Yes. He just wants to know about (laughs)
1: space, dude.
0: truly tell, like, the people who are filthy rich, they're just like, this is what I want to do when I was 10. And now I don't have to care anymore. <laughs> this is so what I would do
1: it. with that kind of money. I would set up a thing to be like fucking find aliens, dude. I need yeah, to. I
0: agree. I would. Uh, you. It just shows you that when you don't have to care about the mundane things that we all have to work our ass off for, you can finally yeah. get back to what you really wanted to do. And it's <laughs> be always, always going to space.
2: Always. He just had. <laughs> he just had one of those days where like the special teacher came to class and they all shot like coke bottles into the air. And that day just never ended for Robert Bigelow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. That's, uh, and that's well, the last nice the thing I'll say about
1: the wealthy. <laughs> and that's the last <laughs> nice thing I'll say. It's the last nice thing. De-dee-dee. Great. <laughs> the National Institute for Discovery of Sciences, N-I-D-S, lowercase C-I, if you care, uh, was founded in 1995 by Robert Bigelow specifically to be go into the scientific rigor of paranormal research and as well as to secure funding along the way. It was going to be one of those look for investors while you go ahead and do a bunch of paranormal research. Um, He studied and continued to study for many years uh, the Hesteland village, which is a village in the municipality of, oh oh God, Uh, this is a Norway town. So Hotallen in Trondelag County That sounds like somebody from Norway. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, The valley is about 12 kilometers long, which is about seven and a half miles and home to approximately 200 people. Hestelin was of interest to his little foundation because of numerous sightings of lights in the sky. Sightings of weird lights in the sky have been reported since at least the 1940s, with some reports going as far back as 100 years. Sightings spiked in 1984, but have dwindled in recent years to only 10 to 20 a year at this point. In 1984... A 36-day observation of the phenomenon was undertaken with a mag- uh, magnometer, a radio spectrum analyzer, a seismograph, cameras, a Geiger camera, an infrared viewer, and a laser.
2: I'm just imagining uh, the kid who played Shorty from uh, Goonies. <laughs> just like, getting all his little tools his out. his name Radar?
1: I don't know because... Another movie crime, never seen The Goonies.
2: Oh, man. What is his name? I can't remember. Well,
0: it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> you know, whatever. I it want is, it a lot is of what gadgets it is.
0: That yeah. I'm going to spend the rest of my life making you watch movies that you That's fine. criminally haven't seen.
1: I'm fine with that. My, so my, up, my my up, buddy up, Scott up, has up. been trying, tried for years and it just never worked. So The Goonies is good. I've heard. I've heard. Yeah. I've heard. So all that studying for the night. Again, remember, this is the 1984 peak of Hestelin Valley. Yeah. where there was the exceeding lights in the sky. Uh, during that 36-day observation, the study concluded that the phenomena was measurable. In the 1990s, a real-time automated observatory was built and dubbed the Automatic Measurement Station, AMS for short, and was deployed in 1998 to conclude the lights were not from a man-made source. Project Electromagnetic Behavior of Luminous Anomalies, EMBLA for short, a joint operation between the established Norwegian team and the Italian National Research Council equipped the AMS with additional automated instruments. Project EMBLA came to no solid conclusions. In August of 2004, Project Hestelin was suspended due to financial difficulties.
2: Is there, All actual, to say, is there actual research on that? Is there actual, like, like published
1: well, you can look at the Lights in the Sky reports over at a website called wondermondo.com slash hestalin-lights, uh, and you can kind of, like, dip. But, yeah, you can you can find this is all openly discoverable. Would you say that
2: research is, like, generally, like... It's pretty solid. Like, well-respected? Just
1: But just because... It, you got to keep in mind, too, that just because they say that they that it the, uh, was not man-made does not mean it do, it wasn't meteors coming through the sky... All of that kind of thing, which that's is more the likely thing we were the scientific about the other belief, day, right? Of like, yep,
2: they're saying yes, it's a UFO, but that's literally all they're saying. They're not saying correct, correct, what it and is. yeah, and
1: un and unlike the videos we have now, though, they're not military equipped like cameras. They were just people in 1984 saying, "There's a frick ton like, of lights fil- in the like sky." It. yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So um, at
2: least people were filming it. Maybe people yep. in America need to take note from the Norwegians. When you see something crazy, film that shit.
1: Yeah, agreed. Uh, The other station that the NISD set up a a study place uh, for was Gulf Breeze, Florida. Between November 1990 and July of 1992, throughout the Florida Panhandle, there was a spat of roughly 170 different UFO sightings. The sightings provoked enough attention that a UFO detection van was assembled. However, when it arrived in the Gulf uh, Gulf Breeze area, the sightings stopped altogether. And then there were no other uh, bat spat of sightings like that again. All that to say uh, that the NISD was founded in 1995 and set up all these signs through the year. But by 2004, the National Institute of Discovery ended up uh, going shutting down also due to uh, running out of money and uh, not being profitable enough. Basically, too much, too much of a money sink after about nine years of doing this. But the third area, the one that we care about the most that NISD was uh, and did, was, of course, none other than Skinwalker Ranch. They actually were the ones that bought Skinwalker Ranch from the Gorman family. The NISD team sent to st- uh, that was sent to study the phenomenon at the Gorman Ranch arrived in early 1996, or early September of 1996. The Gormans were relieved and left the place to them and abandoned the ranch completely with the exception of Tom, the father, for those who may have forgotten, who remained on the ranch with them because he wanted answers. Now, for me, uh, you know, coming from an outside observer, before we get into the details, that immediately is, how do you, how do you interpret that out of curiosity?
2: All Tom, these things are Tom happening. stayed behind for how long?
1: For, uh, like another two to three years. Okay, so... Because they studied this ranch from nineteen ninety-six to about ninety-nine.
2: So one of the questions that I have is did the Gormans make money on the sale? Or did they like cut their losses? Great and question. Get
1: out of there? That is actually an excellent question that I don't have an answer to that we can maybe get an answer on the fly for. I'm just so uh, interested because it
2: changes pardon? like everything. Because if Robert, this guy if this guy made money on it, I'd I trust him less, but if he like Took a loss, and then he was like, "Nah, but I can't leave. Like, I have to know what the fuck that f- dude with the desk was. Was he inside the? Was he inside the ship, or was he outside the ship? What's right. going on? <laughs> What's the deal with that portal? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if it's
1: that's, real, yeah, that's. I don't have. I'm gonna Google it, and I'll just edit out in the in between. Um, I just want to know.
0: I guess my question is: in dealing with all of this,
1: because he's Robert Bigelow sold the ranch. To the new one, Adamantium Holdings for right. four point five mil. That's what he sold it for. So I imagine he bought it for less than that.
0: Well, the price of land in general tends to go up, right? So Correct. No yeah, over what, years, over for time, sure. you're selling, you're like making a profit no matter what. Yeah. Are you? Over time, yeah.
1: As long as the, the I get
2: late, it's, land- it's only eighteen months, and maybe they you know put money into it to to start their business. I'm just wondering.
1: It he bought the ranch. Okay, here it is. I found it. He bought the ranch for two hundred k. In nineteen
2: ninety four or ninety six, yeah. he sold it mm-hmm. for how
0: many million?
1: Four point, he. Then Robert Bigelow sold it for four point five million to Adamantium Holdings. However, Robert Bigelow was already a billionaire at the time when he bought the ranch.
0: So the ranch, so they bought it for two hundred. Sold it to Bigelow the Gormans. for
1: no, They so, the Gorman sold it to Robert Bigelow for two hundred thousand.
0: How much did they pay for it?
1: I don't know if we know that answer. They probably I assume they made a profit off of it. Uh let's see. Interesting. Uh,
0: that's a huge That's huge. Of money. Yeah. That's massive. And it almost feels like uh the legend of it grows the more you can sell it for, right? It's just like any wonder- any item you would buy on eBay, right? Like the demand for it, there's always one person out there willing to pay way too much. Like our whole podcast started with uh what's them
2: called the like the,
1: the uh, yeah, the Amityville Horror, you know, kind of a classic to, yeah, but what, to cover. Yeah,
2: what is the name of the two people? The
1: uh, oh, um, uh, the the, the yeah, the
2: the two the, frauds. <laughs> yeah, the two frauds. The yeah. uh, the Conjuring or not the Conjuring. Yeah, the, one of the them's doll. dead now, I think. The ones with the dolls. Uh, yes. And I can't remember why, why I
1: can't I, yeah I'm their blanking name right too. Right it's like you shared the blanking with me. I'm
2: sorry, Barney to and Betty Rubble. Yes, Barney and Betty Rubble for <laughs> different, different
1: couple, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh,
2: but they they basically like it proves that this type of person exists, right? Same thing with uh, our dude from Ghost Adventures, uh, Zach Bagans, right? Like he, it's like there's there is a type of business that profits off the notoriety of scary places, right? Uh, oh yeah
1: absolutely it happens all the time i mean you can simply go to ebay and look at the haunted doll market that happens right but we bought a haunted
2: doll of course like yeah uh,
1: he's in the closet i think he's upside hanging upside down by his foot last time i looked
2: i love that uh you know it just happens but my question is like so when so when did people start hearing about skinwalker ranch
1: well, we're going to get into that. Uh, yeah, let, we're going to talk about uh, the area because it's not like these people just went to the ranch and, and studied the ranch. They did interview people in town. They did talk to others who may or may not have seen things, and we're going to talk about all of that stuff. But I mean, I can't find an answer as to what they, the the the, the Gormans, paid for the ranch initially. Only that they sold it for two hundred. I mean, they sold it for two hundred thousand.
2: Were they in the paper like while they owned the ranch?
1: Yes, there was like paper stuff. We're gonna, yeah. Don't worry, we're gonna get to all of it, boys. Let's get to it. Let's get back on topic. My apologies, we did, uh, but that is important to know. I'm, I'm glad we kind of like looked that up. So the Tom remained uh, throughout October and November of 1996. Part of the team remained at, in an observational trailer set up with monitoring equipment, while the other stayed in a Las Vegas, uh, stayed in Las Vegas as relief. So they kind of had like two different teams that would shift in and out. Uh, the ones that were on the ranch at all times and the other ones that would come in and swap out. During their time in Utah, the NIDS team also spoke with locals of the area who, while reserved, came to tell them of the very strange experiences of that area. Incidents that occurred during the NIDS ownership of the ranch, though, are what we're going to talk about because I think those are the ones that are most important. So we start in November. November from the 10th to the 13th of the year 1996 shortly after they've had the ranch bought and in their <coughs> possession on the 10th of november tom gorman reported to the nids uh and reported to the i'm just going to call him, just to say i'm calling the nids team all right NIDS team. reported the nids team that uh, he had seen three yellowed color uh, yellow colored lights at the southwestern border of the property where he rarely grazed his cattle
2: this is in 96
1: In 1996, on November 10th, we can actually get specific dates now because this is him reporting to NIDS. NIDS is there, they're operating, they have a team on the ranch, they have a team in Las Vegas uh, to swap in and out. So when the team arrived the next morning to investigate, there was nothing to be found. On the 13th, two members of the team communicating via walkie-talkie saw a bright yellow light speed over the lip of the ridge. It made a full circle over the team, then flew off into the night. So right away, the team basically has an experience. Tom Gorman calls them in. They show up. Nothing happened. But then they're there just one night doing their usual. And the team actually does see a UFO zip over them, fly over the ridge, and zip off. <laughs> the head cock, Jesse. The head Look, cock to I'm the a, side. going
0: to, you know, I can't say they didn't, but all right. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying. So we fast forward a little bit a couple months later to January, late January the 21st. It is now the year 1997. NSYNC, I think, is pretty popular. bop is almost a, a bop. Isn't that 1998? Is Mbop 98?
2: 98 is the greatest year <clears throat> ever created.
1: For like weird, because uh, Britney it was Spears a good as year well. For
2: me too. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah,
1: yeah. 98 was a good year. We're not there yet in 97, but on January 21st of 1997. Tom Gorman once again called the ni uh, the NIDs team during the harsh uh, during a harsh freeze that was happening, reporting injuries to the eyes and ears of three of his calves.
2: So is he the still injuries, on the farm farming?
1: Yeah, he's still there taking care of the cattle and, and doing all this stuff. Because I guess. And they, that was what they, he, he was allowed to do so.
2: So if for him, it's just, so for him, it's just, he's like business as usual, except now. Yeah. He's, he's still there operating
1: the skin, but Skinwalker ranch belongs to now Robert Bigly. Bigelow. but he's being allowed to continue living his ranching life on the ranch because there's, well, Tom wants to, he wants answers. So he can also keep making money that way. And uh, moreover, there's that, there's the interest, like as long as life keeps going the same way, maybe the phenomenon will continue to happen and we can catch it. Isn't it it weird? Yeah. Kind of a weird agreement that Tom remained with all his cattle and stuff and continued his rancher life.
2: Yeah. Either way. Yeah.
1: He had three calves that reported injuring. The injuries had occurred during a snowstorm with temperatures near 30 below. Too cold for even predators to be out to attack the calves. That, and Tom was very, very uh, assured that uh, to, to, the, to the team. Photos taken by Tom showed one calf with its ear cut up and the other two with small holes punctured in their eyelids. Because of the weather, it took Tom nearly 24 hours, however, to convince a veterinarian to come out and assess the calves. But two veterinarians did eventually arrive and gave conflicting reports about what the injuries of the calves were. The first agreed with Tom that it was too cold for predators to have attacked, and the wounds were unlike anything the vet had ever seen before.
2: You're saying the eyelids were closed and the cows could see through them? There was little
1: punctures in their eyelids, like little puncture holes.
2: That is crazy.
1: Yep, it's very weird. The second, however who is a, and it's important to note, a more senior veterinarian than the first, deemed the injuries a coyote attack and accepted no alternatives otherwise. In response to this, Tom told the team, quote, Welcome to the ambiguities in the veterinarian professions as they are forced to deal with the anomalous injuries and deaths to animals. The majority of vets want nothing, whatever, to do with cattle mutilations, unexplained injuries to animals, or anything that might provoke gossip in the local community that might, in turn, adversely affect their business. Unquote.
2: How how could a coyote puncture a cow's eyelids without like ripping the cow's face off?
1: Right, and moreover, it was at ha- almost thirty below. Yeah, that's fucking like that's dangerous. That's so cold. cold, yeah, exactly. Jesse, any input out of curiosity? I mean, uh,
0: I I understand why you could get multiple conflicting reports. I'm, uh, yeah, the I thing. I don't. I'm trying to figure out what that could be. Like, I just don't know. But I also don't know why an alien would do that, <laughs> right? Yep. Like, why? Yeah. For what
1: purpose? Well, but that's that's the that's the question, right? That's the grand mystery of it all. Who fucking knows? I, mean, I had maybe people. You, maybe I I have to pull... respect. That. We got a ton of comments about like them scooping out the uteruses and stuff to use as, like, material for their own cloning uh, program, the Star Child program, that kind of thing, if you want to go absolutely into, like, conspiracy territory.
2: Like aliens use the cow uteruses to, like, incubate yeah. themselves? Yeah, and incubate and create. That's such a huge
1: leap. It's a huge leap. It's absolutely a huge leap. It could also just be, I mean, you could go from that, and, if you, like, we have as much evidence to prove they're scooping out anuses and 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 uh. uh well, shlorping. <laughs> sh- sh- correct. Sorry, they're shlorping out their anuses and their reproductive organs to create these incubation period uh things. As we are, is saying that these are not high school UFOs coming down and doing science experiments on on Earth cattle to see how I mean how things work. If humans, I mean, we literally have the same amount of evidence to say both.
2: If humans are making condoms out of lambskin, like who's right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like I know they want to get weird, an alien shlorp. I know that's a weird thought process, but, like, if we're doing that, what's to say the aliens aren't taking cow's buttholes? You know what I mean? And I don't know
0: about the eye thing, but, like, you know. Right, but, but like, using sheepskin. We aren't, like, just taking the sheepskin to wrap around dicks and then leaving the sheep. Like that just like <laughs> but if I that. could, I
2: would. But if I could, I would. If I didn't have to kill the sheep. But, I mean, the, the cow's Wait dead. Wait a minute, they're killing it? them anyway. The cow's dead. But maybe they need it to be dead, cow flesh. You never know.
1: Does, is alien that, understandings you know. my dude you'll never maybe know they just maybe just they love the taste <laughs> dude yeah maybe maybe like fucking boiling cow anus gets you high in the alien it, world and you just like hallucinate
0: all i'm saying is is that if if alien life treats cattle with such disregard and disrespect you oh boy am i excited to meet them when they <laughs> come to earth and they deal with us because clearly they don't give a shit they're gonna be just dude, like us. are you kidding me they
1: have there are reports again, that's where you go to the grey abduction scenarios where there's jack-off machines and egg scooping. We have jack-off <laughs> machines on Earth. <laughs> right, but not like not painful ones like apparently the Greys can Why be. Why just... are there painful jack-off machines? Because first it's off, not pleasurable. They don't the care about pleasing off you.
0: What an amazing listen, phrase. dude. We all know what they does. don't want.
1: They're not there for the foreplay. They're not there to enjoy it. They're just there for the seed. So they just got to get to it Why? as quickly it, as they can. Like,
0: I'm just saying. It seems like the fantasy of a person who likes like NASA, like that doesn't seem like a thing an alien would do, and more like something a human wants an alien to do to them. Let's be real. Let's be real. I mean, you know, if
2: the Venn diagram <laughs> I'm what a lucky guy, right? No, what a lucky it, guy. It if it seems crosses, like
0: something a like. You know, it seems like what I would dream up in my most perverted states, <laughs> rather than something an alien would do. What so if, like, right yeah, before yeah, yeah, then the that aliens house- uh, jerked me off because they need my man seed. What if, like, that's right weird. Before, what if right
2: before they rip that cow's asshole off, they give him the greatest pleasure he's ever felt on Earth, like I the cow even know what dies. Cow pleasure looks like. I'm, I'm just, just saying, like maybe the the cow maybe- get, <laughs> dies of pleasure, and then they suck its butt out. Like, dude, you know. dude, can we? <laughs>
1: Stupid. <laughs> That's Instead insane. Of
0: it. It's possible. That's
1: stupid. Instead of these aliens being future humans, maybe they're just future cows. And duck cows, one day, why would they like, do that? Wait that'd out. be like if we went back in time and we're
0: like, "All right, Madui, Madui, Marie Antoinette." That's where I was going give us that butthole please like we that's so weird that's so weird the more you talk about this the more you tell me the theories the more I'm like this is made up by humans only humans well, if can this, this is reversed. the
1: finale if this, we get to the, to the end of this episode we do get to the theory section and we will get to talk there about there are all the no
0: theories. correct theories here they're all made up I'm convinced now more than ever this is all bullshit you can't even convince <laughs> me otherwise now I, you've lost me this the more you say jack off machine the more I'll fight back and be like this In is Ch- not they they're using jack off machines right now. <laughs> That's how COVID <laughs> spread. Everyone knows.
2: I'm just saying machines. they have them. It was the... they're nurturing, well... <laughs> loving machines that do their
0: job and take it seriously. Oh this my is God, all dude. lies. Stop I this. Fucking... What I'm saying <laughs> is not a lie. There's, I not, knew, a, I there's knew. not a nurturing jack off machine, like. Come bro, all right, dog. Wait, like, <laughs> don't. <send laughs> Are you gonna look up? How dare flashlight. you? Don't send me a picture. Don't send me a picture. I don't want to see the nurturing jack-off machine. That's not, that's not how it works. This <laughs> <laughs> sucks. You're all wrong. These are not <laughs> real things.
1: <laughs> at, well, you look at pleasurable jack-off machines, we'll continue. The next month, as I said, this is March. Remember, March 10th to the 12th, that's when the newborn calf got uh, dismembered. The calf had been dismembered also in broad daylight. Oh, my God. What are you sending me?
2: it replicates the human touch. I don't want to
1: click on that dude it's re- that is, it's, re- uh,
2: it's, it's called a massage pipe
1: it, the, the link has masturbation robot sperm in it, in it so I don't want to click <laughs> I'm on it I'm, good. Real.
0: Masturbation I'm just saying it's real I'm just collector. saying the headline to this article too embarrassed to masturbate at the doctor's office first off that's just like a weird thing to even have as your head like what are you doing at that doctor's office somebody's like that's me I'm too embarrassed to masturbate at the doctor's <laughs> office shouldn't be what you if you're going to the doctor the doctor's like here you warming. go that's not the doctor you should see <laughs> you might need doc- to yeah you might need to have to like test this never, this off, no know? no you can do that shit at home and bring it in you don't have to if a doctor's like maybe they need hey, it fresh i need what it right if I now didn't know? what if i didn't know on my way in what again if I was- this is the type of thing of per- like a pervy guy who's like and then the doctor was like, take it out for me. That is the plot <laughs> of a porn, not the plot of real life. Okay. Stop it. You know in Kill Bill where she's
2: like in the like hospital at the beginning and the guy comes and his name's Buck and he likes to fuck and he drives yeah. the pussy she wagon? Yeah. yeah. What if this alien is the Buck who likes to fuck of aliens?
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. If those are the aliens we're getting... Why are y'all good. excited to meet more aliens? They seem like yeah. terrible people. I mean, maybe if that's just the dregs of
2: society, maybe the good guys are like Mass Effect. You know, like maybe we're in there. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're in we're, there. They haven't helped rescued. us once. Well, they I haven't mean, they're they're at the very least. Maybe they haven't. We don't know. Maybe life has gone on this long only because of their help. No, I'm pretty so,
0: sure. No.
1: We're going to get into a little bit of some gruesome details here about how they found the calf as well, because that is also important. Was the calf dead? The calf was dead.
2: With, uh, yep. with the punctured eyes?
1: We're going to talk about that right now. Okay. So the calf had been dismembered. This all happened in broad daylight. This wasn't something that happened at night. When they found it, it had been laid in the grass with all four legs spread out neatly away from the body. All of the internal organs were missing, and the body looked pink and clean. That's the ear, Jack the Ripper.
2: That's his M.O. perfectly.
1: Exactly. The ear where Tom had, uh, had, where Tom had pierced an identification tag was removed as if with a sharp object, like the, the ear was cut away. There was no smell, even though the team had arrived nearly five hours later after Tom had called them, and there was no blood in the area, as if whatever had done this had managed to remove all of the gore from the scene without leaving a trace, like the reports from before. The team searched the area around the scene, but ultimately found nothing out of the ordinary and returned at dark, which arguably is even weirder. Passing the kennels, they noted the dogs seemed afraid, one even whimpering, and Tom noted that they hadn't even come out to eat all day. One went missing and was never seen again. At 11 p.m. on March 12th, the dogs all began to bark and howl, and the team, as well as Tom, knew something weird was happening. They got in Tom's truck and raced out to the pasture where they found one cow standing beneath a large tree away from the the rest of the herd. They approached the lone cow only for the headlights to pick up yellow eye shine about 80 yards away, 20 feet up, perched in the tree above the cow. 50 yards away, Tom got out of the truck and armed himself with his rifle, as he does.
2: My 30 6 Springfield <laughs> rifle, son!
1: Yes, father? Send me Dad it. Just run. Dad just runs over with a, the gun and a cloth. It's
2: like a Fortnite drop. Like, like yeah, really. exactly.
1: <laughs> so Tom got out of the truck, armed himself with his rifle, and as he does, he began shooting at the creature in the tree. The shine of its eyes went out completely. Convinced they had killed it, or at least struck the thing. Why would
2: you shoot at something I you don't know what it is in a tree?
1: <laughs> so irresponsible. I, don't, I mean, that's what they did with the wolf. Yeah, that's just well, like at least fucking, have, that they sh-
2: was like an invincible wolf that was trying to kill its family.
1: Yeah, they they Tom and uh, convinced that they had hit it or at least struck it. Tom and did they team scrambled to the area, but when they finally got over there, there was nothing to indicate such a large animal had been anywhere nearby. Gorman once again shouted he saw the creature and shot twice, exclaiming he had hit it at point-blank range. But once again, when the team got over there, they found no evidence of such creature. So you've got to to paint the scene. They get over there and they see some yellow eyes. Tom immediately jumps out of the the truck without... Not only that, yeah, he, he immediately jumps out of the truck, runs out there with his rifle to about 50 feet and starts popping shots before the team has a chance to do anything. The team scrambles because they saw the yellow eyes and they run over there. And he's like, I swear it was like a huge effing creature up in the tree. It was huge. And they're like, no, there's nothing here. But they 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 start looking. Meanwhile, Tom goes off. He walks off. And then he shouts, it's over here. It's over here. And you hear, bam, bam, two more shots. The team makes their way over. There's no evidence of anything being over there. No blood,
2: there. no bullets, no
1: Nothing, nothing. nothing. And then Tom goes on to describe and he swears that not wasn't one, but two creatures, one in the tree and the other on the ground, each around 400 pounds. He got clever girl. The one on the ground, he claims, looked like a heavily muscled dog. The only evidence that anything had been in the area was a single oval footprint in the snow six inches in diameter with two sharp claws at the rear of the print. Another, and after another two hours of combing the area, the team then gave up and returned to their This is trailer. recorded
2: by the NIDS team?
1: That uh, the footprint okay. was, uh, then they found, that's the only evidence they found only in that and then who, I mean, that could have been, you know, two claws at the back. I mean, maybe a big bird an owl, six inches in diameter. It could have hopped on the ground. Like maybe, or scooped up like it was like an owl scooping up an animal and like had one foot touch the ground I'm before picturing
2: it. like backwards bird feet.
1: Yeah, that's how I kind of imagine it as well. But it's funny because like, it's like Tom runs around shouting all this nonsense and they do find something kinda, but that he's talking about a big ass dog like four hundred pounds each, the big animal that's taken off in the sky, and then just the image of him running around taking shots. And shouting for the Nids team, and they show up, and there's just like there's nothing here, man. I don't know what to tell you. And it's so suspect because the Nids team did see UFOs the previous month.
2: Yeah, and and was it? Didn't he say that he got fur and blood off the wolf?
1: Like he when he was shooting the wolf, it was coming chunks off. And like remember when he and then he found the little puddle of the cattle mutilation that he when he went to go collect get something to collect, and he came back and it was like evaporated or gone. It's weird. It's just weird. It seems like everything is just out of their reach. No evidence. Right. So we move on to the beginning of April. Uh, A couple weeks later, April 2nd of 1997. Tom reported that another calf had gone missing, the fifth to disappear without a trace, as well as another one of his hunting dogs. On a rare visit from his wife, Ellen, who had abandoned the ranch since August... He and his wife went on a little routine trip around the property to count their animals. They passed the bullpen where they housed the four adult bulls, two Cemental and two Black Angus each. They were worth thousands. I'm apparently, by the way, and I apologize saying Cemental wrong. Cemental maybe, yeah. yeah, I'm saying it wrong. I apologize for all you cattle fans, all you big cattle people. Registered, both breeds can easily be worth around $4,000 today per cattle. Just to give you an idea. So that's like $16,000 of, of cattle in those four cows alone.
2: That's 45.
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry. Continue.
2: I mean, so so he's how often is this happening?
1: I mean, it's like about a once a month occurrence at this point.
2: He loses all that money once a month.
1: No, 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 no. Not all of it once a month. But just to give you an idea as to like even losing one, that's $4,000 gone. Like just to give you an that's idea of how saying. much each like cow is worth, you lose one
2: cow, you are losing 4K. Yeah. four k, four grand. grand. You're losing thing. four grand he on a cow. Sold account. the whole thing for two hundred k. Like uh,
1: yeah, that's I mean I can't. but he's but I mean you could also argue but he's still making money on top of money right? Like he sold the ranch, but he still gets to live his ranch life and make his I'm ranch sure he's still money selling beef or whatever, right? Yeah, he's not. It's not like his lifestyle has stopped making him money.
2: He just loses it's just cow like, here. And almost
1: there. like a. It's almost like a return on investment plus some. Yeah. Plus you get to you basically get to live here for free.
2: I just, it seems, it seems like he's starting to love it.
1: Oh, yeah. There's definitely an element of, like, Tom is, if he's not, because he comes off as, in the book, as though it's all annoying. Like, it becomes annoying to him. But then you have moments like this where he, like, leads him on a wild goose chase with he's a shot. Like, come on, like come a, on, it's right here. Yeah, 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 exactly. I wouldn't waste my, yeah, exactly. It's like freaking, uh, fucking, uh, what's his name? That Sam, fuck. Looney Tunes character.
2: It's Yosemite Sam.
1: Yeah, Yosemite Sam. He's very (laughs) Yosemite Sam. I don't know. It's weird. But anyway, his wife's on a visit. They're doing their their rounds, counting their cows. They're passing by the Bulls, where there's four of them worth about four thousand a piece. And forty-five minutes into their trip, the bulls were gone.
0: What? All of them? What do you mean? (laughs) They were all
2: gone. Sixteen thousand dollars worth of bulls? Poof. Gone. Never seen again.
1: Yeah, well, well, let's let's talk. Okay. Panicked, Tom began to look for tracks while Ellen began to cry.
0: That's that's a lot of money, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, she just began to cry. As he searched, he passed an old white trailer disused for years and spotted the four large bulls shoulder to shoulder inside the unused trailer standing completely still. Tom yelled for his wife Ellen and banged on the side of the trailer, breaking the cows out of their stupor. Like when I say completely still, what I mean is like not moving, not making noise, just completely locked in place. The bulls then immediately went berserk and just destroyed the interior of the trailer, managing to kick open the door and stampede into the pasture. It took it, it took several hours of the Gormans just trying to get the cows to calm down to finally get them calm enough to return them to their proper place. They called up the NIDS team, as they usually did, and the team came out to investigate the trailer and discovered, with the aid of a magnetic field detector, that the bars of the corral nearest the trailer were magnetized. Though 48 hours later, the magnetic field was completely gone.
2: So they have readings of this magnetic field. Correct. They have actual like info printouts from instruments. Correct. That's crazy. <laughs> Who are these people? Like are they are they academics?
1: They they were all hired like professional re, like researchers, scientists all like in like professionals in their field, but the thing is you got to keep in mind this is all being funded by Bigelow. Bigelow and and investments that he can a get to keep it for running. A specific result. It lasted nine years before it went under. It didn't last long, and this the was Skin a Walker,
2: specific. The Skinwalker research lasted nine years.
1: No, no, no. The entire NIDs organization oh, okay. lasted nine years. This was about three or four of their years right. during that time. But uh, and this was a team. I mean, the NIDs organization was specifically to to investigate paranormal stuff as well. So that alone is a freaking failed investment almost all the time. There's no money in that. There's no money in researching this shit. It is just a sink. You don't get returns he's just on your investment. Money, yeah. He's just spending money at this point.
2: But then he did sell the fucking farm for
1: for four point five million in 2017, and he's already a billionaire. I mean, is that really a fuck ton of money to him? I mean, I mean he made a profit of four point five mil or like four point two, not not adjusted for inflation. But
2: I'm just, I like, don't if know. He made a profit. It's like really not a big hit it, for him.
1: Yeah, and yeah, and if, it's true, like this was like we were saying at the beginning of the episode, very much a passion project it seems. Like we could, anyway. could
2: like we don't know the level of his like access yeah. to his own money. Like this could be his like
1: He has hobby plans pr- in in place right now for a 2032 opening for a space hotel?
0: Oh, just in space.
1: He's that that kind of guy. Got it. like that's what he's looking to do.
0: Yeah, he's just I told like you, he wants to be a spaceman.
1: Yeah, he really does. He just he really like does. saw
2: Tony Stark so, and like wants to be him.
1: It's important to know, while again, when we pick apart these things, because it's important that we do, even according with Tom and Ellen and all them being there, he the the only one who saw the cattle standing very still in the trailer. Tom is Tom, because he banged on the trailer before the wife could see it, and. There's no way to say that he didn't put them there beforehand, but he would have had to put them there before the wife got there. And then I guess they would have had to just stay there for hours before they went on their, their little tour of the, of the ranch. Like it's weird that they were in there, but it doesn't surprise me that him banging on the trailer set four bull in a tiny place on a rampage.
2: But why were they in there? Did he walk Mm. them in there?
1: yeah like uh, i guess
2: like even like even if he's totally faking it
1: how do you walk he had to have moved them in there he would have had to put the bulls in there himself which means he's going all in on this fucking hoax
0: but the whole thing doesn't make sense like why exactly
1: why it It doesn't make
0: sense even like aliens did it or like no no you're you're right though
1: it's like it's it's all nonsense it's all weird
2: which I'm only why... interested in getting information that is it's, factually it, it's... Cat, like categorized. Like, even if exactly even if I can't, it's not. even if I can't draw a conclusion from it necessarily. Like, just getting information that's verifiable and like recorded readings
1: on instruments. And, and it's always like, like a little. It's always like a little something to say. Yeah, I guess this is kind of weird, but that doesn't prove that that uh, an entity moved the bulls from the pen to the trailer and, and put saying, them in a super. Saying
0: that the bar was magnetic, uh, like offers nothing. It I, I know it, it really sounds doesn't. neat, but like it offers nothing to this. It does not improve. Like ah oh, yes, there was a magnetic field. That means nothing. It means nothing.
1: Well yeah, it's it's is it's a little strange that it, it lasted deep, only. Sounds but
0: it means nothing.
1: It's just
2: I mean, bizarre it means, that it was it means there in the first there was place. was an unexplainable phenomena there.
0: True, but then it went away. Yeah. Which yes, right, then which, it went which, away. Which either which is, is one a malfunctioning technology or two possibility a thing that that it links to what, like if it's a link to something, then would it then be like, okay, well now we're looking for magnetic fields everywhere we go from now on. I but, fucking would be,
1: but I, me too, I'm going to go on a
0: limb and say, ain't nobody doing that.
1: Well, yeah, we'll talk about the next few, uh, but there, but I, I'm, I'm like, but again, keep in mind too. I'm, I'm, I'm also weirdly on the side of Jesse. Like there's these weird things that keep appearing and it doesn't mean jack shit. When a taken out of context, if the story is true, it's still weird and doesn't make any sense. That's, and what, also, that's why makes, all
0: of this is so confusing, because... Yes, the, yes, confusing is like, a great word. It is the Skinwalker Ranch. So immediately going in, I'm like, all right, well, we've talked about Skinwalkers before, so I know what you're going to tell me are stories about people who are changing shapes and the wolves and things, and there's an element of that. There's an element of like, oh, there's like wolf people on the property. Yes, but then it's... <laughs> Extra dimensional portals and yep. UFOs and cars that fly and, and the, the craziest, Mothman. Yeah, like suddenly it's everything. And yeah. it's one of those things where, because it is everything, to me it seems like nothing. Because it is so all over the place and all these incidents, none of them seem to have a connector except for, oh, well, it's the land and it's this area and that's why it's special. But to me that, which apparently, is like a which BS thing.
1: I, I think we should, uh, I'm happy to put this out there now too. Apparently the, the, the show going on right now is, is, has a lot of like video footage and like readings and stuff. That's something I fully plan on watching after, after the series is done and we'll probably talk about it on a Minnesota at some point. Um, but apparently, you know, there's like things happening there where there might be something underneath the ground, which would link back to the don't, dig, don't get dig clause of the very first contract. But that's something we can talk about another time. We have to move on to the very next day, April 3rd, 1997. Tom and Ellen, wary from the previous day's incident, were watching the cattle graze. When 50 yards away, a cow lumbered to a blue salt lick. The cow stopped and then began to back away from the salt lick.
0: Time out. This is the salt lick they placed?
1: Yes, it's their salt lick. Okay. For their cows. Okay. It walked up to it and then it began to back away and it began to pick up speed still backing away until it turned a stampede toward the eastern pasture. Tom, who had noticed his compass had begun to act oddly during the strange occurrences, grabbed the device from his truck. When he returned to the herd, it had parted neatly in two, as if something were moving through the middle of the herd. Tom's compass followed the invisible disturbance for 11 minutes as the cows scattered to the east and the west. And that's the only strange occurrence that happened on that day. If you'd like to even call it a strange occurrence. Tao walked up to a salt lick and began to walk away from it and eventually broke away into a run, which caused a stampede. And then he watched as the herd as they were stampeding neatly split the middle to the east and the west as his compass was just spinning out of control for 11 minutes.
2: At this least it wasn't is... at least it wasn't just him, right?
1: Well, as what? Yeah, Ellen saw that whole thing happen. But when he went off and chased and talked about the compass, it was just him.
0: God damn it. Bring somebody with you as a scientist, Tom.
1: God damn it, Tom. <laughs> no, it yeah, was what just sucks him. Is that
0: 97... I, I think we, as a society, forget how fast things change. I know. Right? Yeah, because true. 97, I was thinking, they had to why did you bring a phone? And get there. They, there was no cell phone with a camera in 97. Right. You would have had to have, you know, an actual camera with you. Uh yep. You know... I, damn. I know. That sucks. Uh, yeah, I wish... I, I want to be like, you're so dumb, Tom... But at the time, I'm like, I guess if you were like, how old was Tom? He would be in his what? 50s?
1: I I think he's in like his fifties. Yeah.
0: So I mean, a guy in there, his 50s. maybe sixties,
1: early sixties at most.
0: A guy in his fifties or sixties in 1997. Not has, gonna have a cell. He's never gonna mess with technology. Period.
1: A rancher. Yes. Yeah, you so, know what I mean? Like,
0: uh, uh, it's frustrating. But even I know then, it's
1: frustrating.
0: Even then, like he has
2: researchers on site at all times. He should just.
1: But there's still the ranch is huge, and it takes time to get there. And, and they don't – it's just like it's not always – Are they seeing anything by themselves? Alex is right,
0: Yes, though. remember, they did. They
1: saw the UFOs. That's the only thing they saw by themselves to this point. Alex is right, though.
0: You, If you brought – if I had a haunted house and I brought the two of you in to investigate, if I saw anything, I wouldn't then go by myself immediately. I brought you there for this purpose. I would be yeah. like, yo, everyone, here, now – I know they had walkie-talkies. I would like, yep. get over here. Well, we here. are going
1: to – they do set up cameras, and we're going to talk about that, and you're going to be equally infuriated, I think.
0: Of course, because, again, it's all – you know what? It's like when you watch an episode of Catfish, right? That MTV yes. show. Oh, my God, yes. It's Have the, you seen the oh
1: clip of the newest one where the guy's like, I just want you to know, I'm dating Katy Perry.
2: I've seen that. What? <laughs> I watched, that. I watched yeah. that episode. I've been watching uh, that. He I haven't seen us? that, but, like – this whole, this whole uh,
0: self-isolation I've been watching Catfish. But, it's, but it's, it reminds me of that when you, watching from the outside, watch the stuff that happens on Catfish. You're like, how did you all either one fall for this or think you could get away with it? Like, it's so obvious. All the signs are there that just it's, a little Just a wrong. little bit of research is all it would take to, like, make the whole world come crashing down. Yes, yep. and that's what this feels like to me, that there's just all these moments where – Everyone seems to have done the total illogical thing, and then they're (laughs) like, "Yeah, we didn't get any of it on videotape." It just doesn't. There's so many like lingering questions that to me it rings as a falsehood, and that's the problem with all this. Is that fine? Oh, it's so frustrating.
1: Well, let's continue to frustrate you. April 6th, only just a couple days after the last incident, 1997, Tom Gorman showed the NIDS team round round tracks that appeared to be mechanical in origin. Rather than an animal paw print, while examining like the a robot area, footprint. Well, uh, while exa- like a like a like a vehicle imprint.
2: Okay, like tires.
1: Not quite. <laughs> More like this, like like a metallic, like rectangular type deal. Got it. While examining the area, the team smelled an overpowering musk nearby. They had been on the ranch long enough to know the difference between foxes, skunks, and other wildlife and this did not smell like anything any of the team had become familiar with over the months. The smell would return in a highly localized way over the course of the investigation, coinciding with the team beginning to travel with dogs. They used the dogs as, quote, biosensors, as the animals seemed keenly aware of the strange phenomenon and could warn the team ahead of time. But that's the only thing that, that kind of happened weird there. So there was enough a little... shit
2: going on that the actual scientists themselves would walk around with
1: dogs. Again, Tom discovered the prince, not the team. He brought the team to the prince. But they did encounter the weird smell. And the smell happened most when, it, when the dogs were around them. Okay. Now we move that's to the end of, of April and the very beginning of May. And all of May, because not much happened in May either, but enough. The NIDS team, May 1997, had enclosures built on the ranch to house the dogs. The large wire enclosures measured about 80 feet by 20 feet by 15 feet high, with wooden viewing platforms on each end. Three were constructed at the west end, the middle, and the east end of the property. Remember, because they now have biosensors dogs working for them. Worth them. Over the course of the months... The enclosures were the target of quote poltergeist like activity. This poltergeist like interference on, happened on 9 dozen occasions over
2: the, the course of The activity died how
1: long? down huh over the course of how long The the activity died down at the end of May.
2: So we're talking doors, like maybe
1: a month. 1 month. Doors would open, padlocks would completely vanish, the wiring securing the doors would vanish and other disturbances like that. And it just happened in May, and then it stopped.
2: This is like Tiger King, but with like, aliens. He's like the alien king. He's like, <laughs> like this is just like a bunch of unprovable stuff that's all localized around one area, and it seems like the most likely person to be doing it is this guy. But at the same time, there's scientists there who are so moved by the results of what they're doing that they're like, we better get dogs. Like, We better build an enclosure for yeah, our they're, research they're- dogs
1: exactly like they're not not trying they're just trying in kind of weird unconventional ways i guess
2: like would if i was bigelow if i'm a billionaire like would i be willing to pay somebody to lead me on it seems like a no right like if like that's probably for, how he became for, a for like
1: two to three years on top of it
2: yeah would i be eagerly paying someone to lead me on i don't know
1: i know it's weird i forgot to mention this was something we left out of an episode because i cut it because it was too long and i meant to put it in another one but i forgot uh, Tom claims during the, just the Gorman encounters. Tom claims some one random stranger came to his site because he was called there, and to meditate and to become one with with like uh some other entity. Like
0: a guy he showed did.
1: up. A guy showed up, and he and so Tom let him into the field, and he went to meditate. And while Tom was there, and while he was meditating, apparently, a large four like uh, like ten foot tall creature ran up to the both of them howled in their face and then ran off into the woods. And the guy was so afraid and told him how cursed his land was and that he would never return. Just no. saying, I just got to put that out there. That it was didn't a happen. fun story. Definitely didn't That's happen. why I was like, I didn't think it was an important one either. Like, like I'm just gonna cut it, and the
0: dude. Ran up to him was like, and uh, yeah, and ran away. And they're oh, like, just you like got screamed. cursed land here. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. It's like an inciting yeah. incident from like the story of Skinwalker Ranch, the movie.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Your
0: land is cursed. Oh God, run! Well, run away.
1: Now we're gonna move on to the entirety of the summer of 1997, June through August entirely.
0: <laughs> this is, the more you tell me, the more I'm like, this is, this is bullshit. The more you say, <laughs> at first I was like, this is fascinating. Like the last two episodes or three, or I we've done it, like this is so interesting. The more you say now, I'm letting you know. The more that comes out of your mouth, the more I'm like, this is. Bullshit. I told you it
1: was gonna get nothing but crazier, my man. I gave it's you ain't a even warning.
0: Real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> One night, a dark. A dark on a particularly dark evening, a bluish-white sphere, roughly the size of a basketball, appeared seventy yards to the Nids team's left. Now this was happening during the to the Nids team specifically. It hovered fifteen feet off of the ground. Silence descended over the area, and then suddenly, the sphere vanished, as if the light had just been turned off. The team turned on Maxa beam. Uh, turned on the Maxa beam, a military-grade spotlight that they had, and lit up the pasture. Nothing was there, and everything seemed normal.
0: That is so as the, much money.
1: I know. As the team returned anyone, to the base, they
0: had shut down after nine years. Do like <laughs> give me military-grade spotlight, in Maxa beam.
1: But it means they're trying. Like Fire. it means, like when the team. If anything, the thing I took away is that the team, at the very least. Tried. They tried. Real I know hard. that's
0: what you're taking away, but it reminds <laughs> me of when I go to like sets of YouTube shows. And they have like four red yeah. $50,000 cameras. And I'm like, this is going on YouTube, right? Like, this is, like, yo, I could do this with a webcam in a dream. I don't like this, isn't that? And they have like dolly cranes that move and shit. And you're like, what the hell? They have like PAs on set. And you're like, what is People going come on right? they're, pl- they're playing Hollywood, dude, like a lot of YouTubers.
1: Yeah. I know what they're
0: doing. And I feel like that's the same thing here. You can E-sports always do Hollywood. Sports are going to be huge, Hollywood. man.
1: But but here's the thing. They're not making, like, a show out of this. They're just investigating. Yeah, there's no, I, there's no money to be made. That's the thing that blows yeah, my mind. There's no return on this for them. There's
0: not even the pretense of it, which is the real no <laughs> no, one. They just- but I will say, it doesn't have to be money that's made, but what I think is fascinating is the idea that this guy, Bigelow, he now has the cred to say, I am doing this. And in some communities, that gets you – like you feel important you feel like you're you know people come up to you and like oh, i guess that yeah. he carries that much but he's like a billionaire he i understand doesn't but sometimes that. like you i'm sure we all know people especially in this industry who have made it and have become very successful who are still miserable <laughs> they, they have the, all their money yeah. and they're still miserable i mean miserable, yeah you're not wrong there there's yeah. people because i think at the end of the day even the extremely wealthy there's something like in them they have a desire to be something different and to yeah. have like, money without respect i think is the key like if you if people don't respect you you know, it's
1: yeah. I, yeah, fair. I mean, if he really cares, and he does, he does look like a space nerd and just wants to be accepted by the space. That's but what I'm here's saying. the thing, right? But it, like in the scientific space community, like the, like NASA and all that shit, they shit on UFO people. That but doesn't get doesn't, you anywhere. But
0: he doesn't seem like it's one He of those doesn't ca- where, like it cares. It's one of those things where imagine if you had to enter a new club, right? Like imagine mm. if you were huge into aliens and you joined the alien club. Me? Wow. If if you join the alien club, you're the bottom of the alien club. Like, how you dare know.
1: you? I've been spending two years on this podcast. Exactly.
0: You're the bottom of the <laughs> alien club. But imagine you suddenly are now investing heavily. Now you're the guy in the alien club. And so you have control over the alien club, which if you're a rich guy, you probably want the control. Cause Dude, that's how you live your life anyway.
1: What One day when we talk more about even more like the crash, of, like Corona incident and all that nonsense, you're going to learn how bad the UFO community works with each other. Oh, they yeah. all hate each other. Uh,
0: everything it's I've the ever worst. seen. They, they treat each other like crap. They It literally is. He, he, yes. Yeah. Same yes, energy. Yes.
1: Yes. Anyway, we have to continue. <laughs> so they beamed the light. The pasture was clean and they began to head back to base. And as the team began to return back to base, one member armed with night vision binoculars This is after the pointed, orb. This is after the orb. They're walking away after yeah, leaving yeah. like the beam. With the, the the team member with night vision binoculars pointed out a large black creature moving north.
2: And Tom the is not here mem- this time.
1: And Tom, is, this is just the team. This, this is what is I'm talking about.
2: This is the only real thing that happened.
1: <laughs> the team member who had spotted it kept watching it while the other had to make do, uh, make do trying to look for a black object against a dark night sky only using the creature's silhouette against the stars because only, only one of them had night vision goggles. <laughs>
2: 1997. The bucks. member with the binoculars, well, they,
1: the be- guy who's
0: like, Hey, my night vision goggles say it's right there. Turn your giant <laughs> ass maxi beam on it. Because,
1: beca- because the maxi beam was set up in the pasture and they were, there was out that way. They're walking away from, they're far away from that. Uh... So, but g- this is the best part. So you might think maybe, maybe the man with the binoculars would be calm and try to direct with the pictures. Instead, the member who could see it with the binoculars begin to shout and panic with excitement while the other one attempted to take pictures in the dark (laughs) of this thing. With what? Just as a camera with a camera, which is like a, a camera just as quickly as it appeared, the creature departed and the team member managed to explain what had happened to him. He said, quote, something big was in the trees just in front of us. It blotted out all the other stars through the binoculars. It took control of my mind. It told me it was watching us.
0: Nope. Now, here's the worst part.
1: Because imagine you are scientifically minded and that actually does happen to you. How do you tell somebody that without having Jesse's reaction happen? (laughs) Uh,
0: I mean, because it it didn't didn't
1: happen. (laughs) (laughs) But can you imagine the guys being like, he's panicking because the thing, the creature that he sees in his night vision binoculars in his head is like, we're watching you. And he's just like freaking out. While well, the other guy's like, I don't know, I don't, I don't understand. Is it literally this just thing. like five black rectangles? Are the pictures like what? Yeah, there's nothing. There's just darkness. You can't see anything. They're useless pictures. Anyway, shall we move on? Like, what happened somewhere? there? What was that? Like what that? Nope. No, that's the thing. I can't. We can't really talk about it, right? Because that's where it ended. That was yeah, the only thing me, he saw. Creatures. To me,
2: that's the most compelling thing I've heard this entire episode. <laughs>
0: And the fact that somebody
2: Uh, saw something besides Tom. Can we just
1: pretend it was Tom dressed up in like his costume? Don't say that. (laughs) I'm
0: not even going to lie. I honestly believe that. I honestly believe that.
1: But what about the team member who said he saw her? Like he was being attacked in his brain. That didn't happen. Those are people who are paid to
0: be there to find a thing who are like, it was in my head. It totally happened. So in accordance
1: with Tom's claims, as we talked about in the last couple of episodes, Remember how we talk about he'd always be out there uh, and the the lights seemed to play with him, to mess with him? Uh Uh-huh. Over the course of the summer, the team was also teased by mysterious lights that would dance nearby, only to vanish and reappear hundreds of yards away. Much like the second noted encounter with those lights they they confused with an RV that would vanish and appear as they chased it. At this point in time, cameras had been set up around the ranch. By the end of July, as no scientifically useful data had been acquired, the team installed a series of six security cameras to run all night and all day. They were set up in the area of dramatic events, such as the calf mutilation and orange window events, the main stuff that we were covering in the first couple of episodes. Each camera was mounted 15 feet off of the ground, each facing a different direction to capture a full 360-degree view of the area. Unbroken. That's the, yeah, like, uh, as best they could manage, yeah. Then, more vets events began to happen. At the end of August, while the NIDS team was away, so the cameras have been up for about a month at this point, Tom was minding his cattle at four in the afternoon. The cows startled and stampeded to the south, breaking through the fence line into the neighboring alfalfa fields to ensure that his cows didn't get sick from eating way too much. Tom called on his boy Tad for help on horseback. The Gorman men tried to herd the skittish animals back north to the ranch, but for two hours, each time they came near the cattle, the cattle would panic and run away (laughs) by midnight frustrated the pair decided to move the cows 50 yards east along a ridge with a creek of 15 feet below before turning them north to lead them back to the ranch as they rode toward the creek que- 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 as they rode toward the creek a b- <laughs> goddamn i just confused myself a blood red object the size of a golf ball emerged and flew past tom and his horse emerged emerged out of nowhere okay. from from underneath all right, the ridge all right, okay his horse panicked and Tom had to fight to calm her, his horse. Turning, he saw the light darting around the head of a bull and causing the animal to bellow and stampede in fear. So this thing whips by Tom and just buzzes around uh, like a nearby bull's head, just like mm, pissing it off constantly, just annoying it and annoying it and annoying it until eventually it just stampedes, Um, which is kind of crazy and kind of weird. It's like a weird, like, I don't know why it, it, it goes into that. Like, why, what's the point? Why, why is it doing that? As the, they began to try again. A second red ball came straight at Tom's horse, which bolted in fear, stampeding straight toward a Canyon. Tom jumped from the back of the horse and the horse jumped into the Canyon where it landed 20 feet below with no obvious injuries. And it began to climb its way back up. What? Yep. When he finally managed to remount his shaking, sweating horse, he returned to the herd only to see the two blood-red balls herding the cows toward the creek. Tom arrived too late to stop the cows as they all tumbled over the drop into the creek. All, all but four cows who took the fall bellowed and clamored on uh, up on the other side of the creek, heading back to the ranch. One cow was in distress. Two cow- calves had broken legs and a fourth lay on her side moaning and shivering. So yeah, this thing pissed off the horse to cause him to get away and then the, the second orb went to join the other orb and literally herded the cows off the ridge. Just goodbye. And four were injured while the others were okay.
2: If that is real, that would be like the most frustrating thing that I could imagine as a cattle rancher.
1: Because it's also happening in an area that isn't happening can't be caught on camera
2: it's off it's off the parklands
1: like actively like the orbs actively were trying to keep the cows far away and when he finally was taking them along around along about way it just fucked and tried to kill them all or run them off a ranch or whatever
2: it seems like almost like behavioral experimentation yes. like i don't even know right how to de- yeah i don't even know weird. how to describe that that's so weird
1: so by the time tom and tad returned to ellen at the front gate of the property it was past two in the morning tom arrived first and got into the truck watching his son approach from an adjacent pasture. Ellen nudged her husband and pointed. A blood red ball was circling Tad's head, but Tad hadn't noticed. The ball took off toward the what? truck, passing within a few feet and accelerating as it gained altitude and flew off into the western sky. And there's there's the, the immediate line from Wicked that just rings in my mind. Tad approach confused, explaining he had felt like he was being watched. Tom took five minutes to check the irrigation gates, and when he returned to the truck, Ellen pointed again. This time, a bright blue ball was hovering over the homestead, larger than a baseball, but smaller than a basketball, as we said similar size to the one from the last episode. It seemed to watch the Gormans watching it, before darting behind the building and out of sight. So that was their ball encounter.
2: <laughs> did they know now, about each other's balls beforehand? I don't like this. I don't like this is going. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? What do you mean? I'm sorry. The two different no, sightings don't. of balls. Like when she like, saw th- the ball that he didn't notice, did she already know that they, were, that they had seen balls?
1: Uh, yes, because uh, the husband had gotten back and already talked to her beforehand. Okay. Tad was the last one to arrive.
2: God damn it. Everything is so yep. like imaginative
1: interesting like bizarre and just and like but still violent enough and they're losing things and like they're actual animals and livelihood yeah, is still money. being, yeah yeah it's still it's that's why it's just like ah is this really all worth it and that's the other reason why i'm like how
2: could this be him doing this if he's just throwing away like five g's every time this happens yep you know what i mean it doesn't seem to make sense like there's so much on the line every time one of these things happens that it's so hard for me I don't know. It's on the one hand, obviously, I hate that he's the only guy who ever sees anything. But on the other yes, hand, that's, yeah. But on the yeah. other hand, of there's course, so much stuff course. around this that legitimizes it. In terms of like, surely all these people wouldn't just get involved without anything to show for it and no evidence to get them there in the first place.
1: And the Nids team interview, interviewed. members. It's, it's again, you can kind of you can take it with a grain of salt, but they did interview the community, and they all say they saw weird things all the time, things in the sky, blah blah blah. But you never know. But we're about to get to an interesting point in the story. But before we do, one last event for the summer of 1997. August 25th, two members of the team were exploring the property overnight. At 3.30 in the morning, one member saw a faint light 150 uh, feet below him. He called to a team member who was wearing binoculars. I mean, sorry, 100 feet before him, ahead of him. He called to his team member who was wearing binoculars the light was a faint yellow in color and grew brighter and bigger. It seemed to be posi- positioned just above the ground. The team member wearing the binoculars explained that what he was seeing was a tunnel, not just a light. As they continued to observe, the member with the binoculars said that something was in the tunnel. He described it as a large black creature with no face, 400 pounds, 400 pounds, and six feet tall. I'm out. It came out of the tunnel, and walked away. Quote, a big black creature just crawled through that tunnel and walked away. That's what happened, and it's lurking around here somewhere. Unquote. Who was that? Who said that? One of the Nids team members, the ones with the okay, binoculars, so the who NIDS was watching.
0: Guys are like, all right, over there. There's a thing, monsters. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he's from uh, he's from Slidell, Louisiana. He's you know yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah.
1: okay. The two members remained quiet for an for any sign of the giant creature, but there was nothing. They clambered down to the area uh, where the light was seen and smelled the now common stench associated with strange phenomena. The faceless muscle. But they never found yeah. But they never found the uh, the creature. So like they saw like a portal open, a creature walk through. And then closed. That's the a niche creature. Team. That's the niche team, A creature, mind you, that matches the description that Tom Gorman gave them the night he went shooting in the woods. It's true. A four hundred pound, it's tall, dark bodied creature. creature that just walked out of a portal. I was just like, oh, time for my shift," and just like fucking clocked in. And then the port, the tunnel disappeared, and that's it. And then a stench was left over.
2: What, is it, what does it? What does it mean that the NIDs people are also seeing this shit? That's the thing that like is my biggest hang-up here because they have no reason to
0: lie. I guess.
1: Again, they're getting paid. Yeah, and so here's I mean, they're okay. Paid to so find
0: something. And they so are getting that's,
1: that's that's the other argument you can have is that they are getting paid. This is their job. Aren't they getting paid if, even they, if
2: they don't find anything?
1: Right. But well, continue to get paid. If yeah, they
0: if they, find they keep finding stuff. things, but that invalidates but, like all scientific research. Look, I'm very well aware I hate saying it because yeah. that's what people who are like, science ain't even real. So, that's what they say all the time. I understand. Yeah. I feel terrible saying it. But I mean, here's, like, I
1: don't know. So here's where I want to go back and say, okay. But while that's a, lo- a, a logical argument, one that you would anybody would should jump to when you think about even the NIDS team seeing things, but it's always weird. For the next year, nothing happened. Huh. August of 1997 to July 20th of 1998, the ranch was dead silent and peaceful. From Tom, from the Nids team, nothing. Then, and they're all
2: there the on, whole time that whole year.
1: Yeah, the whole setup is there. The cameras are there. They're constantly running. The Nids team is still operating in in the ranch. Bigelow still owns it. August. It's all on,
2: the August, same. August 1997.
1: August 1997 to July 20th, 1998,
2: nothing happened. You happens. know why? GoldenEye 007 came out for Nintendo 64.
0: Everyone Shit, was playing dude. that thing. Yeah. Everyone. Shit,
1: dude, you're right. Yeah. You're right. That's what it was. That was the biggest, the technology had leaped. But what happened on July 20th, 1998 is interesting. On July 20th, 1998, the security cameras picked up no strange activity for a straight year. But on this date, Tom Gorman notified the NIDS team that three cameras had been vandalized, the wiring forcibly removed, like the wire had been ripped out. The PVC pipe used to anchor the wires of the cameras lay bent on the ground. The duct tape used to secure and wrap the wires had been unwound, and the wiring had been dragged out of the cameras. So like old school grab and rip. What did they do? And what any logical team would do. They investigated the incident, and the team found that all three cameras had lost power at almost the same time at 8:30 the previous night. They watched the tape to try and identify the culprit, but even though the vandal should have been very clearly visible on screen, there was nothing to indicate anything had been vandalized on the cameras. Just three cameras around 8:30 all lost power. And there, the evidence found was bent, PVZ pipe, ripped out stuff, and that's it. And then that would be the only thing that happens until April of 1999, almost another year later.
2: Tom is like, I don't know. It was just super easy. I was just in that cow business, loving it.
1: <laughs> and this would be the last event that would happen for the NIDS team and the entire study of the Skywalker, uh, Skywalker, Skywalker ranch, where they, <laughs> yeah. have a Skywalker, chef where they found the Jedi
2: and a recording studio.
1: Tom Gorman was still working on the ranch three years after his family had abandoned the property determined to find closure for these goddamn events. And one sunny afternoon in April, Ellen came to pick him up in the pickup when they saw a cloud of dust in the corral housing, uh, that, that was housing their horses only about 300 yards away. Amid the cloud of dust, Tom Gorman saw a reddish-brown creature chasing and panicking the horses. They drove closer to investigate, and Ellen said, quote, That's no dog. Unquote.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's no
0: dog. That's no dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's his home the creature in the do. corral was heavily muscled with short legs almost like a hyena but with long, thick, bushy red tail like an exaggerated fox. What? The, I'm picturing the head of those looked...
2: buff dogs from, like, No Fear. A cartoon? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes.
1: The head looked like that of a normal dog, however. Tom thought it might weigh around 200 pounds. Tom took off running to protect his horses, and the creature stopped hunting the horses. It leapt over the fence, ran off in the opposite direction, two legs? ran... Uh, no, like like a dog. Oh, okay, ran up on a slope and disappeared. The, the that strange creature was sighted twice more in '99 in the area by other people. By other people. By other people, not by the Gormans. <laughs> by other people in the area. That's what I'm like. What the fuck does that mean? And that would be the final major sighting for the Gormans, Nids team, and all. Before eventually Nids went under a few years later. And then they sold the ranch in 2017 to a major, all this happened in like the span Remember, So the Gorman's bought the ranch over the span of two years, approximately a little more crazy shit happened. Then it stopped. Then one event happened and then it stopped. And then another year later, one more event happened and then it stopped. And then that was it. And then it's, then it was done.
2: Do we know if anything else has happened? Like I haven't watched the
1: show. The show apparently has some more stuff. I personally, that w- the show the show was being made and coming out as we were tail end research phase for this, I didn't want to push this series back any further. Right. So we'll talk about we'll this. talk we'll about the that. Show. Yeah. Yes, we're gonna watch the show at some point. We're gonna talk about a, a few theories. Amazon.
2: We're going it's happening.
1: Yeah, it's happening. We're gonna talk about a few theories here. It would be great if we could after this whole nonsense is over and I can come out, we could we could like do a group like group watch and, rec- and do like a group recording. I'm into after. it. I'm into it. I'd be down in
2: 2022. We'll do it
1: uh, no! after we talk about this. Th- <laughs> <laughs> after we talk theories, uh, we'll we'll wrap this baby up, and that'll be Skinwalker Ranch. I'm ready range. for, just...
0: for this. You have no idea. I'm
1: ready for theories. All right. Theories. First and foremost, the main theory: A, the whole thing is a giant fucking hoax. This whole thing is fake. The Gormans could have made the, the Gormans <laughs> could have made it all up to save themselves from near financial ruin, which is it. as we've as it could have been close. However, the native Ute people already had stories about the area long before the Gormans arrived and the Gormans had no desire to speak with members of the media about the incidents. Keep that in mind. This was never made a big thing. They didn't cash in on this. But they did to get the stories out there. Sure, but it's in a weird little book that was was kind of self-published. I'm just
0: saying that the idea of we don't want to talk to the media seems like we don't want to answer questions. Okay,
1: fair enough. Beyond that, the only evidence we have of it being a hoax is simply the stories. There's no way to prove one way or another that they are, they are truly hoaxing us. The other one is, honestly, maybe not the worst idea. Common delusions. A common hypothesis and strange phenomena is psychosis. Particularly paraphrenia, an organized set of paranoid delu- delusions with or without hallucinations, without the deterioration of the personality and intellect. So basically, someone gets so scared they think something's happening, their brain makes it actually, their brain's telling them it's happening. And if you get somebody else worked up enough about it, they can start seeing similar things. And if you point out and be like, hey, do you see that? Their brain might what see a it as family well. Family
2: together shooting at a dog
1: with multiple weapons and chasing oh, it? Oh, I am aware. <laughs> um, Honestly there was no, after investigating a variety of eyewitnesses about the ranch the family the nids there was no common strand amongst the witnesses that might point to an underlying psychopathology however like any any look and study into it showed that for what's typical of those types of occurrences this didn't seem typical of that then we get into the nature theory amongst the natural theories proposed to explain the phenomena at the ranch The most uh, common ones were wild-born hallucinogens and tectonic strain theory. What? The tectonic strain theory, deposited by Michael Persinger, John Durr, and others, states that there is a temporal relationship between mild tectonic or seismic stress and reports of anomalous aerial phenomena. The theory holds that electromagnetic energy released from seismic stress sometimes manifests as light and may also interact with the human brain, perhaps through strains of low-frequency radiation.
2: What? What? <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> so basically, when the tech, like when things shift beneath the surface and, and there's seismic stress in just underneath the ground, what's known to happen, like there, there tends to be UAP reports uh, apparently that coincide with those things. And that there's a theory posited by uh, the people out there that I just mentioned, like Michael Persinger, John Durr, and others say that maybe that it also may be with low... Maybe there's also low-level radiation that messes with the brain that causes you to see things. You might hallucinate because of it. However, over a 10-year period in a 300-kilometer radius, no correlation was found between the geographical events and the phenomenon, even if you want to lay that phenomenon as fact. The other the other nature one is wild-born hallucinogens were also ruled out. as wild the born? As studies... Yeah, like wild born flora that might cause it. But yeah. it was also ruled out because the studies of flora and water found no psychoactive substances in the nearby area. So they weren't breathing in uh, you know, the the other it's stuff. It's
2: so like you know it's so crazy, right? Like this story is so not different than any other like crackpot type of UFO story except
1: we're about to get into it. Yeah, ex- ex- you know what's actually funny? Yeah. Hey, d- shout out to Deanna, by the way, our, our assistant researcher here. Because I'm looking at the... I'm going through the outline right now and kind of just reading over some of the the basic theories. And she's still typing out theories as, as we're doing this... Right now, she's typing out the out the outer world parallel universe. Does theory. she know where? Uh,
2: does she know we're recording? It right
1: now? Uh, she does not. I'm gonna tell her where she's she can let it go. I thought she knew today was recording I'd day. Love and we're to be done. to the over
0: under on her just making this up? But she goes along.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not not because this is what she does for her master's degree and everything. i was just saying <laughs> there's the a one-
0: master's degree in making stuff up because that's called English, and uh my mom has one.
2: No, <laughs> English is a good good degree. All right, hold on. So. The thing that's different about Skinwalker Ranch that's so frustrating is it's just like all these other crazy stories. There's a million places like Skinwalker Ranch out there. Except that Skinwalker Ranch has, stands up reasonably well to research. It stands up, like, reasonably well to, like, people coming in kind investigating. Of, i
1: mean i don't know if i would say it stands it stands up better than most paranormal that's what i mean it has so much areas. more research yes.
2: done on it
1: and we and there's even more like i said we've talked about before there's even more we don't even know about because of the series yeah so before we wrap up we can't talk about it yet because we're not done <laughs> there's more no, theories no, no. that need yeah. to happen now we get into advanced terrestrial civilizations do you know what advanced terrestrial civilizations mean? I mean, it's in the name. Advanced not civilizations
0: like um, th- things on Earth that have lived here for. M-
1: Correct. Before years. humans were the dominant species, right. the reptilians are, can be considered. Like depending on the theory Hobbits, of where you believe reptilians come elves, from, whether they're from. An, yeah, that kind of
0: dwarves thing. Dwarves before they took yeah. the boats.
1: And to min- minister
0: before they sailed west.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, same thing. Exactly. This hypothesis. <laughs> you're going to love this, Jesse. You're going to so love this one. I'm not ready. This hypothesis posits that at some point in history, even as recently as Nazi era World War II, a group of humans gained access to advanced technology and have been using it to control the world from behind the scenes to ensure that they are not found. They engage in harmless, harmless simulations to convince the public that benign extraterrestrials are visiting Earth. That all these things happening at our Skinwalker Ranch are happening to keep the people
2: busy. Just to fuck with us? Just to fuck with but us. But they have the power to control the entire world behind the scenes? Yeah, of course. Well,
0: what the fuck are you guys doing right now? Fix this well, that's, shit. That's,
1: listen, uh, they have got. Can I, no, they can't fix it. That's can their, it's their distraction.
0: Can I tell you what's crazy? Yeah. I know you're like, fix what's going on in the world. I literally just no. know that I have family members who are like Facebook crazy. And oh, God. one of their Facebook crazy posts that I saw was like, don't you get it? This is all the government purposely trying to, like, get rid of members of society, trying to thin the population. That's what this is. And I'm like, y'all, I can't deal with you right now. (laughs) So, of course, this is part of their plan. Don't you see?
1: Well, now we get into my favorite extraterrestrial explanations. There's two predominant theories in the extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial realm of thought for Skinwalker Ranch. One of the best known hypothetical, uh, uh, hypothesized causes of the activity at the ranch, as words are hard,
0: dude,
1: is is that extraterrestrials are visiting the ranch, given that many of the events on the ranch are similar to common tropes found in UFO sightings. Though the NIDS team took this very seriously and tried to measure the phenomena, no conclusive evidence could be found to prove or deny that any presence of extraterrestrials were actually there. The other side theory in the extraterrestrial world is ancient astronauts, a subset of the extraterrestrial hypothesis that even so far as back as biblical times, extraterrestrials have been visiting the earth and are in fact responsible for many events in history, including the events of Skinwalker Ranch. And much like biblical events... They happen for a very small subset of time and then they stop completely.
0: Yeah, alright. Yeah,
2: alright. It checks out. I don't know what I... Then, I don't know what I think. I think there's something... Then we've got...
0: I don't not yet. Yet. We're At not all. done yet. We're not oh, done yet. Alright, sorry. It's definitely not The military
1: all. is the next one. Oh. It had been posited that the events of the ranch has been caused by secret military operations in Utah and northern New Mexico. Tom Gorman did say that they often heard heavy machinery of metal equipment coming from under the ground. Military personnel were also seen around the area fairly often. That's the only evidence we have of maybe it being military. Native American connection. There is a correlation between paranormal hotspots and a strong presence of Native people, and as we covered in episode one, the bloody history of the Ute people could have caused the land to become a flap in reality. Much like other dimensions and other worlds, it has also been posited that the disturbances on the ranch have been caused by beings from another dimension rather than extraterrestrial creatures, which also plays in the idea that it might be some intelligent and, and interdimensional creature experimenting with humans on the ranch. But that is the last of the theories. That is fucking Skinwalker Ranch. I'm so fucking happy. That's the biggest, that has been the most that is that was a big baby, yeah. boys. That was a, a big baby. A lot of one. research. Oh, uh, it feels so good. Again, a thank you and shout out to Deanna. I did the episode wouldn't have been even half as good if I didn't have somebody help ha- carrying this weight with me and just reading the books alongside me and uh Wouldn't
2: you like to have I hope, that all the time, Mathis?
1: I you know, I, I, I would love to have that well, all the time. Well, let me tell time. you something. You
2: can make that happen. You listening at home right now, if you head to patreon.com oh God. God slash <laughs> Illuminati Pod, you can get us Deanna. Every time. You know what I mean? It's true. If we hit our next we goal, we can make that happen. We are inches away. Mere, we are inches away. Mere, less, than, less than $200 away from that goal. So please join us. And Check it out. right now, after this episode, you can hear another little bit of of of, of, of your another uh, chilies.
1: Another mini If And if you're not on the Patreon, you have four exclusive mini sods on the Patreon to go listen to. But I do want to say, even regardless of where we get that far or not, I do want to say thank you because of being able to do this weekly. I was able to actually do Skinwalker Ranch and it was so much fun. And I I love this stuff. I love the weird. And even if I walk away going, I don't know if I'd believe Tom Gorman running around shooting like Yosemite Sam. God, it was a cool story. And Jesse, even if you didn't believe it, I hope you walk away feeling the same. There
0: is something uh, about it. I'm walking away. All right. (laughs) Just like that portal
1: creature with no face. Oh, he walked away too. Coincidence. I don't know, man, like we have just to get you guys hyped like we are balls deep at this at this point. I have like a a mini schedule of like the next seven to eight like subjects that we're going to cover. And Jess, you'll be excited. There's a there's a little couple like one offs in there that are going to be based on history, like factual stuff. You've inspired me to go in that way, but it's going to be weird creature kind of history.
0: Right. You know, the fake history, the true. Right. Well, like. The real history. weird cre- creatures.
1: The weird, though like, like, like cryptids that are become animals that we know about,
0: kind of. Okay. Thing. Oh, like mermaids or manatees,
1: kind of like yeah. that. Yeah, something along I got those four, lines. I got you know, four but like some of the weird sightings. Yeah, you've got a huge. You've got a. You've got a four things on the deck, one of them is an enormous one undertaking. Of them, yeah,
2: one of them is like arguably bigger than Skinwalker Ranch. We shall see. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of reading that I'm doing, and yeah. it's, it's kind of getting me very tired. But we'll we'll get there eventually. In the meantime, I have some other ones on the burners that are coming. Yeah, Let's get ready.
1: So. That's it. I just want to say thank you all again. That was that's just it feels it feel proud of this little work. We're gonna leave. We gotta go record a mini sode. If you wanna reach out to us, Twitter's the best way. As always, Chaluminati Pod for the show, Mathis Games for myself, Jesse Cox for Jesse, and Faciane A for Alex. Uh you can leave us a review on whatever yeah. podcast program you let us. Tell your mom, tell your yes. grandma, spread the word. Don't tell
0: grandma. Mathis sort of said the F word at the end there a bunch. So that's true. Grandma drinks. She's so serious. <laughs>
1: Let's no, let grandma, grandma listen to Andrew oh. WK. <laughs> who deleted the tweet, by the way. Andrew WK. Andrew yeah. WK. He deleted the Dude, tweet. God bless it's him. So good. God bless him. He did. God bless him. Uh and then obviously the subreddit for stories, a reader story episode is coming up very, very soon as well for all those who like that stuff. Yep. We love you. And we'll see you if next time. If you're
2: listening to this on Patreon, just kick back and relax because you got a mini sode coming.
1: Oh yeah. True. You might this might be an ad free one because we got an ad coming oh, up Oh yeah. Episode. Look at that. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Peace. Bye.